0: Good morning, Bokir Tov to all, and a very happy Yom HaTzma'ut. Today we thank Hashem for the revealed miracles He has performed for us, seeing His guiding hand in this uh, time for 2,000 years we longed for. 10 Minutes of Meeting is sponsored this entire year by Chani Eleni Grunstein, in memory of Chani's father, Aaron Ben Yitzchak, Mr. Aaron Tambor, and we're so grateful to the Grunsteins for that sponsorship and for all that they do. We are in Mesila Sisharim. The great Ramchah, of Moshe Chaim Lutzato, has been walking us through a formula to actualizing our best selves, to living our best lives, not only for the people around us who deserve it, and not only in the service of God who deserves it, but really in our relationship with ourselves, to feel the greatest pride, to feel the most accomplishment, to realize the best version of who we can be. It began with Zahir's caution, vigilance, consciousness, mindfulness, he taught us how to be careful with our thought and our speech and our action, not simply to grip it and rip it, as you would say in the golf world, as golf returns to Palm Beach County today, but to be able to think strategically, to look at the uh, field ahead of us and to plan. How will this be reacted to? How will this land? Is this prudent? Is this wise? Is this a smart thing to say or to do, to be present and thoughtful in all that we do? Once we've learned that attribute, that trait, Once we've cultivated within ourselves that ability, then we turn to the world of zrisus, the capacity to act with alacrity and zeal and enthusiasm, the ability to uh, bring the best of ourselves in the pursuit of our goal, of our resolution, of our ambition, of our aspiration. And then the third area which we're up to now, we've been studying, which is the attribute, the character trait of nikias, cleanliness, how to not only overcome the urges within us, but how to identify those deficiencies or shortcomings, and how to try to eliminate them from our repertoire altogether? And so we began with the issue of Gezel, honesty and integrity in life and business, not uh, cutting corners, and not exaggerating, not stealing someone else's trust, not taking advantage of their time, not exploiting or extorting, not overpromising and underdelivering, an area that we all struggle with. If not explicitly, God forbid we would never steal from one another, but nevertheless, we're stealing in these more nuanced ways when it comes to time and the like. And then he moved over to the area of promiscuity and licentiousness, another area which almost universally mankind, men and women, maybe to different degrees, but humankind struggles with the area of sexuality, of promiscuity. There's an urge, there's a drive. For some, it supersedes other ways of thinking. For others, it just clouds judgment. For others, it doesn't play as prominent a role, and yet it is something which underlines. And if you don't believe it, if you don't believe the Ramchal writing this a couple hundred years ago in Padua, Italy, then look at the marketing industry today. You cannot see an advertisement. You cannot see a banner on a website. You cannot see an ad in a magazine, a billboard, a subway ride, the side of the highway, or on television that is not somehow exploiting this draw this drive within humanity that is not somehow associating a product or a service with that attraction or that energy. <speaking in Hebrew> <speaking in Hebrew> is trying to communicate such an important principle, not only in this area which we are so so vulnerable to falling prey to, but in every area of vulnerability, whatever it is that we're struggling with, says the Ramchal. Our rabbis had it right. The Torah had it right. You cannot simply try to eliminate what is the specific negative behavior, but you need to draw a fence around it. You need to live with a sense of anticipation. You need to be roa es You need to look to the future and try to anticipate in what way this will entice you, in what way this will bring you down, in what way this will have a negative impact on you. How? Bayza achushayiyah, in any area it might be. Bemaisa b bedibur whatever medium, whether it's physical contact, sight, speech, hearing, or even within thought. This energy is so pervasive, it's so pernicious, it plays with our mind and it clouds our judgment and it gives us the capacity to rationalize almost anything that we need to be aware that it can influence us, whether it's in the area of physical contact, what we think is insignificant what we think is casual contact could be the beginning of something much more. Sight, what we look at, is able to evoke certain thoughts and ideas. Speech, the language we use, vulgarity, profanity. Hearing, what we hear, the types of jokes, the types of language, the topics, or even thought. Of course, the world of thought is something that drives all of humanity. And says to let me now bring you uh, examples or evidence. Let me substantiate that in each of these arenas, in each of these areas, we are vulnerable, we are fragile. And again, if, if you't if you think this is exaggerated or overemphasized or why is Judaism such a prudish religion, why are we so focused on this? You simply need to look around at the world in which we're living. Accusations against Supreme Court justices. Accusations against current presidential nominees or current presidents. Accusations against, I saw an interview today of a a talk show host who had to essentially spontaneously resign on air. A significant major news talk show host because of accusations which recently in an interview this week he didn't, didn't deny were true. This drive clouds the judgment of incredibly accomplished, brilliant, smart, sophisticated men, women, Republicans, Democrats, religious, atheists. It is something which is pervasive and universal. And when we're aware of it, when we can name it, then we can confront it, we can manage it, we can harness that energy into creativity, into love, into passion, into poetry, into bonding, and if we don't understand it, name it, and we don't regulate it, and we don't have rules to draw fences around it, then God forbid it leads to a a Me Too movement, it leads to, God forbid, the violation of boundaries that hurt people, and hurt those who are doing it. Bemaisa, in the area of physical touch, it says that when it comes to how what seems to be a casual or insignificant touch can spiral or lead to much more, we already discussed that, we don't need to elaborate. But what about when it comes to the sense of sight? So the Gemara says, quotes a pasuk in Mishlei. From hand to hand, the evil will not be cleansed. If the reason you're interacting with somebody of the opposite gender, someone whom you're attracted to, is in order to be able to look, in order to be able to gaze, in order to be able to observe, in order to be able to fantasize, then lo medina So then, your downfall is not later when you act on it, when you act out on it. The downfall was giving into the urge to look to begin with. Why did the Jews in that generation the Gemara and Shabbos ask, need need uh, atonement? We know that the mind follows what the eye observes. The images that we take in create the longing and the ideas that we that we think about, and what we think about pushes us to be able to act. And many people who brought about their own fall, who sabotage their own success and relationships, will tell you how it began and how they knew better and if they had only stopped it before it slid down, they could have prevented so much pain in their lives and the lives of those around them. We're not just talking about revealed, exposed areas. We're talking about a person who gazes. We're talking about a person who looks with the intent to think, to fantasize. Again, We're not a prudish religion, we're a smart religion. God not only built the world physically, but he programmed the world in terms of our psyche, our mentality, our drive. He knows what can raise us up and he knows what can bring us down. And therefore he's told us this energy, which is a great energy for the world, this energy, which is what drives the continuity of the world and what pushes particularly men to get married, this energy, which expresses itself in in passion and poetry, is a positive force in the universe, but it needs to be harnessed, it needs to be channeled. And if left unbridled, it is destructive. And again, there are countless examples where we've all seen. And so we we emphasize and focus it. Look at our world. Look at the divorce rate, the promiscuity, the infidelity. Look at the dissolving of relationships because of of a violation of boundaries and of trust. I personally, as a rabbi, have seen the pain of a spouse who discovers that, that their spouse is acting out on the internet at best, or acting out with others at worst. This is a drive that no one is immune to. It doesn't matter how smart what you got on the SATs, how accomplished, what car you drive, what's in the bank. It doesn't matter how good you look in the mirror. It doesn't matter how many masechtas you've finished or how long your Shemona Esrei is. We're all vulnerable to it. And by knowing that and by naming it, then we can confront it. And that's Nikias. This quality of realizing our best selves is not trying to extinguish that energy within us, but it's trying to manage that energy within us so that it can express itself in the most productive way. So that's in the area of Maisa, of of contact, in the area of what we look at. And then he says, in When it comes to the conversation we have, called, Flirting, flirtatious conversation uh, over... Um, exposure, socially. We don't create strict or strong boundaries. We're not afraid to interact. We operate in the world around us, but we have to do so with a mindfulness. And an awareness of the dangers that lurk and how to have boundaries in what we do when we live with a consciousness of those boundaries when we respect and honor them then we've put a fence around our behavior so even if an urge or opportunity kicks in or presents itself we are protected but if we think that we're immune and if we think why can't we just live and let live and live freely and let everyone do what they want then we've seen the consequence that that that, that yields, uh, God forbid, for any of us. So we'll pick up with this next time and we'll move on from this area of promiscuity, of trying to conquer that urge and drive, not just uh, confront it and overcome it, but really manage it and even purge it. And we'll move on from the area of, we've spoken about honesty and integrity, to promiscuity. And next, Ramachal will tell us one of the universal challenges we all confront is the area of our eating and our drive within eating. Look at the obesity statistics in America today, and that will confirm that we all struggle in this area. Have a wonderful day.